This is the ATM at the Minute Podcast, episode 176. The boys are back from a brief one-week hiatus. Enjoyed the Labor Day weekend, last little vacation of the year. And now it's time to dive into the world of NFL football. We are here. We made it. As you're listening to this, it is day one of the NFL season. Let's all rejoice and let's talk some futures. Jackson, we're going to jump right into it. We're going to go division by division, make our picks, give out our Super Bowl picks, a couple win totals we like and don't like, and I think a couple other bets to throw out there for you guys. So without further ado, let's start with the AFC North, Jackson. Where are you going and why? Okay, so before I give you my AFC North pick, I just have to take a moment and say it out loud. 24 hours from right now, we are going to be in the second half of an NFL football game. Feels damn good. Incredible. All right, starting with the AFC North here, I think you have to go Cincy. I realize they are the second best odds in the division. Baltimore has lower odds, but at 165, almost two to one, how can you not take the team that was in the Super Bowl last year and almost won it to win their division. They beefed up the offensive line. I understand the Ravens had a bunch of injuries and they should be healthier this year. They should be better. Their quarterback might not even play. He might hold out. He's saying if he doesn't get a contract by Friday, who knows what's going to happen. So even if that wasn't happening, I would still pick Cincy, but just throw that on there as a little extra reason to do it. Who knows? Maybe Lamar holds out. Anything no, can happen. Who knows? It's been done before. Lamar is going to be out there, but I 100% agree with you. And you're getting better value with the Bengals at plus 165 instead of the Ravens at plus 145. So let's just go through it. First off, the Bengals have way less question marks than this Baltimore team. Yes, they got beat to shreds by injury last year. I think it was the worst injury luck season in NFL history. They will be be a lot better. They will be a lot better, but I think the Bengals will be better, and you'll hear more about this later. Um, They improved the O-line, three new starters on the offensive line. A lot of people think Lyle Collins is a top five right tackle. You got him out there now. And then in the secondary, I like the Dax Hill addition quite a bit. He gives them more versatility. If they want to go small, put more cover guys out there instead of another linebacker, they can do that. You know, they got Jesse Bates back, franchise tagged him. They're going to be great. Joe Burrow is still ascending. Jamar Chase. And with is- Burrow, sorry to jump in. He's another year removed from a major injury. So his confidence should continue to grow and physically he should continue to get better. So he's only going to be better than he was last year, by all means, I would think. Right. And then on the on the Ravens front, a lot of questions about who's going to catch passes from Lamar. We feel good about Bateman. We feel good about Andrews. We don't know anything other than that. Their offensive line isn't what it was a few years ago. J.K. Dobbins isn't 100% to start the year. Are we really thinking Mike Davis is going to come out there week one and go for 100 yards and they're going to have an efficient offense? I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to get better as the season rolls on. Well, but. quite quite literally week one, they played the Jets. So Mike Davis might actually go out there and ball. You <laughs> never know, but I Very know what true. you're saying. There are question marks there. It does sound like the offensive line is going to get Ronnie Stanley back, which should help. He probably will be good to go week one, but still, I don't love the line. And it's crazy. If you would have asked me last year who I felt better about offensively and specifically the offensive line, the Ravens or the Bengals going into this season, 
I don't think there'd be any way you could convince me the Bengals would be in better shape, but I feel like they're significantly better on offense and specifically offensive line is much better. Yeah, I don't I don't want to get carried away with their O-line, but it got better. That's the main point. They're going to have more confidence in Burrow and it's they're going to be able day. to Yeah. It's night and day. Right. The way we feel about them going into this year versus last year. Night and day. Let's go to the AFC South, Jackson. Who are you rolling with here? So you mentioned the value with Cincinnati. It was a big reason why you like them. I'm taking Tennessee here at plus 185, and a big part of the reason is I like the value. I think realistically, it's going to be Tennessee or Indianapolis that wins the division. Sure, you could make some crazy argument for Jacksonville, maybe like going a game above 500 and somehow getting in. But it's probably... Probably not going to happen. Uh, yeah, let's <laughs> let's not go too crazy. That is not going to happen. But with Tennessee, I feel like there's a little bit more continuity than Indianapolis. I think losing a receiver or two has less of an impact than losing your quarterback and specifically having a third different starting quarterback in three years. So I expect Tennessee to not have as many issues early on in the season. I don't know what the connection with Matt Ryan is going to be like with his receivers. You have Pittman there, who we feel good about. But aside from that receiving, who do you like in Indianapolis? Because I don't really like anyone. So we know Jonathan Taylor is going to be good. We know the O-line is going to be solid there. Aside from that, I don't know what to expect. With Tennessee, I'm going to get a team that I'm not going to love on paper. I'm going to have a decent amount of questions. And then somehow week 10, they're going to be at seven and three or six and four. They're going to be leading the division. And we're going to be looking at Mike, Mike Vrabel like, surely this guy's going to be coach of the year again, because I don't know how this Tennessee team is going to make the playoffs, but they're going to. It just seems like that's been the story the last few years, and I'm not ready to buy into Matt Ryan and the Colts narrative. I think that people are getting a little bit trigger happy with them. Like Some people are talking Super Bowl potentially with the Colts, and I just think that's so crazy for a quarterback that is this far past his prime and hasn't played meaningful football in, what, three, four seasons? Uh, I mean... Have they been any good in a long time? Like... The Falcons, that is. I mean, they they did make a Super Bowl not too long ago, but five years ago, five years. Point being, I am a lot higher on this Colts team than you are this year. I thought about going with the Titans at plus one eighty five, and I think it will be a close race once again. But I'm riding with Matt Ryan. The Colts are minus one forty here. It's a big change. It's a massive upgrade over Carson Wentz. Remember, Frank Reich had to apologize to his owner because of how poorly it went with Carson Wentz. They lost trust in him. I mean, that was his guy, and it just did not work. The locker room turned on him. Now they have someone who has real command of the offense. And I know there's question marks about Alec Pierce, the rookie, Paris Campbell, who's just been injured his whole career to get started. But they still have a really good offensive line. They have Jonathan Taylor, who everyone who's everyone who uh, is scared about fantasy football takes as a number one pick. And then Naeem Hines is going to make a hell of a lot of plays too. I feel good about them being able to move the ball. And then they add Yannick Ngakwe and Stefan Gilmore to the defense. I think this is going to be a good football team. Hard stop. And Tannehill without AJ Brown concerns me a little bit, as well as the big dog getting another year older 4.3 yards per attempt last year was the second lowest of yeah, his entire career. I know, I know. I'm a little concerned about it. But yes, love Vrabel, and he always finds a way to be competitive. I'm not concerned. 
about Derrick Henry. And the reason being because when he went down and they had Dante Foreman and whoever else filling in, the production was almost identical. The yards per carry was very similar. It didn't seem like it had a massive impact on their offense and really hurt them. It seemed like they were okay. And with AJ Brown, he was hurt for a chunk of the year. He didn't put up crazy numbers like some people expected him to. I know he had some boom weeks, but he also had some pretty considerable bust weeks. So I don't think that Tannehill was looking at AJ Brown as his safety blanket, his number one sure option, like an Aaron Rodgers was looking at Devontae Adams or anything like that. So I think they're going to be okay. I think Tannehill can move the ball with his legs at times when he has to enough where he has a little bit of flexibility to get outside the pocket. And at the end of the day, the offensive line is still solid. It's Mike Vrabel coaching. He somehow just continues to pull wins out of his ass every season. So I like Tennessee. And, you know, I, I get the the whole appeal with the Colts. And if they did have a good QB last year, where would they be now? They could have made a run at it. Yada, yada, yada. I don't like Matt Ryan, so that's kind of where the buck stops with me. I don't think Matt Ryan's any good at this point in his career. Yeah, you can split hairs on this division, but we should also mention Harold Landry, top pass rusher for the Titans, tore his ACL, 12 sacks last year. That's a huge loss for them. It Um, is. I think that's part of the reason why Tennessee's odds have increased from like plus 150 up to plus 185 over the last couple days. Yep. All right. AFC East. I think we're both on the bills at minus 230 here. Everyone in Are the we? world. You're not on the bills here? Miami at Who do you think is going to win the division? Miami at plus 450 is looking kind of nice to me. I understand we're talking division winners. Is Buffalo probably going to win the division? Yeah. But I actually could see Miami going 11 and 6 and having a tiebreaker with Buffalo and winning it. I could see that happening. I could see them both being 11 and 6 and Miami having the tiebreaker. I have notes on the Dolphins as well. Plus 450 is a juicy number. And it does scare me a little bit that everyone is on Buffalo. Yep. Something, it just feels like something could go wrong here. What if we revert back to Josh Allen from two years ago? I don't this think it's going to happen. This has been happening the last three years. Every, every season for the last three years, people have been like, it's the Bills year. This is the time they take the AFC. They overthrow mm. the Chiefs. They make a Super Bowl run. It's happened year after year. And people have this been is wrong different. every year. Why? Why is it Because they got Von Miller? What's the difference? No, 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 no. The hype this year is different. One, they went out with the bang against the Chiefs. They showed that they could go toe-to-toe and score with yeah. them. The defense is still really good. They have they have so many guys on the defensive front that they can just rotate in and out. I think they're going to be able to get pressure on the quarterback nonstop. I am concerned about the cornerback group. Trey White still injured to start the year. They did take Kyir Elam out of Florida. They were really high on him. I heard some people even had him rated above Sauce Gardner and Eric uh, no uh, Derek way. Stingley coming into the draft. Yeah, um, we'll see how good he can be. Early on, I heard he struggled in camp, but something to watch there. And then the safeties over the top. Yeah, two ballers, Poyer and Hyde are still there. Um, but let's let's talk about the Dolphins. They're going to okay. be able to run the ball much better than they have over the last four or five years with Mike McDaniel. They have yep. Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert, who can still break off the big play at any moment. And then the fastest receiver duo in the league. These guys, Tyreek and Waddle are going to eat after the catch. I, I think I'm all in on the two a train this year. I really think they're going to be fun to watch and all the haters are going to eat their words because he's going to come out and light it up. Yeah. I mean, 
they're going to have the best offense that they have probably had in decades. This is the best head coach, or at least offensive-minded-wise, the best head coach that they've had in decades. So they're going to move the ball. They have more weapons than I can remember them having in my lifetime, and I expect to see them score a lot of points, and they've been pretty damn good defensively for the last few seasons. I feel like the defense is still going to be solid, even if they're just league average at best. This offense should be good enough, even if Tua is not awesome. Just due to the pure talent, the number of different running backs that they can turn to, and then also Mike McDaniel calling the plays, making things happen, moving people around, having insane amount of pre-snap motion. He's going to scheme guys open. And then at the end of the day, with guys like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, just get the ball in their hands and let them make plays. Yep. Tua's great in the RPO game. He's going to get rid of the ball quickly. Those guys are going to make big explosive plays. And he was 7-5 and five last year. That's, that's a winning record. Imagine him with Tyreek and a better coach who is excited about him, believes in him, and gives him the confidence to go out there and let it rip. So Yeah, instead of pulling him at the end of games. Yeah, we both think the Dolphins are worth maybe a little sprinkle there at plus 450. Let's move it on to the AFC West now. Are you on the Chargers hype train? I am on the Chargers hype train, but I still like Kansas City more. So I think that Chargers will be in the playoffs. I think they will win more than 10 games. I think they will be a playoff threat, but they're going to have to get a wild card spot. All right. I am also on the Chiefs at plus 165 here. They're going to win it for the seventh straight season. No Tyreek, no problem. We've been on this story, this narrative all offseason. They're going to be just fine without him. And then defensively, Frank Clark literally looks like a new man. George Karlaftis is going to he's going to make an impact as a rookie. I think they'll be just fine without the Honey Badger. Seem to be causing issues around the team uh i think that new safety group is going to be just fine and the chiefs are going to roll once again they got one of the best coaches in the league no problem here at all did you hear what peter schrager was saying about carl loftus on good morning football what was that he said he thought he was a dark horse for defensive rookie of the year that's how good he thinks he's going to be there you go power rusher gets to the quarterback (laughs) He thinks he'll have a major impact this year. And yes, as we've said, no Tyreek, no problem. I actually think that this new look Chiefs offense, where they're going to be way more physical at the line of scrimmage, Mahomes might even be under center sometimes. I think it's going to give defenses problems. And at a certain point, teams kind of keyed into the Tyreek thing and the two high safeties and just limit the deep ball. Don't let Tyreek catch balls 25 plus yards down the field and you're going to be fine. You know, make Mahomes get bored with the checkdowns and the seven, 10 yard passes. He's going to try and make the big play. And at some point he's going to make a mistake. And you also look at how fluky some of those interceptions were last year. There was probably six interceptions he had that either went off a receiver's hands, their helmet, or it was a a miscommunication on a route, or they fell down. It was a freak year. The defense was not great. The offense was the worst that it's been in the Mahomes and Andy Reid era, and they still won 12 games. Yep. Um, On the Chargers front, I'm with you. I I think they get into the playoffs. I like them more than Las Vegas and Denver, but... Brandon Staley is still their coach. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I just can't because he's supposed to be a defensive coach and they stunk on that side of the ball last year. Yes, they got JC Jackson and Khalil Mack, but what was the issue? It was their ability to stop the run. They did not do enough 
other than bring in Joseph Day. I was going to say, I disagree. Joseph Day will be a run stuffer. And then you're also going to get Derwin James back healthy. You have Khalil Mack, who I know isn't necessarily a run stopper, but I think they'll be fine defensively and they're not going to get gashed for five plus yards of carry like they were week in and week out last season. There's no way. I think they'll be better on that side of the ball, but I still don't think it's going to be a plus group necessarily. And is Khalil Mack still the same player that, you know, we think of him as? It's kind of like Odell, like falling off a little bit. We'll see. He's going to be on a winning team now and have a lot more to play for. Plus, that narrative's going around of is Khalil Mack even Khalil Mack anymore? So I think he's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder this year. And I'm not expecting the Chargers defense or at least their run stopping to be the best in the league. I think they just have to be average. Just be average and give your offense a chance. Bend but don't break. Can they get a sack on third down to get out of a long drive? You know, that sort of deal. And they do have some ball hawks in the secondary. There's no problem, no nothing wrong at all if you give up 24 or 20, 27 points to the Chiefs or the Broncos or the Raiders. I think your offense is going to be able to consistently score 28, 31 plus and keep you in just about every game, as long as your defense doesn't collapse. All right, let's go to the NFC, starting with the North. Where are you going? I'm kind of surprised with myself for doing this, but I ended up going back to Green Bay at minus 155. I think this is the best shot the Vikings have had in a long time to overthrow them in this division. There are a ton of question marks about the Green Bay offense, but at the end of the day, Matt LaFleur has been incredible in his first few seasons with the Packers. Highest winning percentage ever through this span that he's been there. And I think that the defense will be good enough that they can rely on them. And Aaron Rodgers isn't going to have to score an insane amount of points like Justin Herbert might have to some weeks for the Chargers. I think that he can manage the game. He can rely on his two strong running backs, see if any of these receivers do come out to be a number one and really be a huge help in the pass game. But if not, he's just going to manage it. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to be smart and he's going to give him a chance to win a lot of games. And they might only go 10 and seven or 11 and six, but I think that'll be enough to win the division. And I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota's 10 and seven Green Bay's 11 and six and neither of them have incredible years. I'm not buying into the Vikings hype train. Huh? All right. I'm on at least the Packers. not like I was a few weeks ago. I'm on the Packers to win the division as well. There is questions at the receiver spot, but yeah. I think their defense is going to be the best. It's been in the Matt LaFleur era. And that's going to be a big boon for them. They have a very strong cornerback group. I like what they did at linebacker getting Quay Walker. I'm excited about the Packers on that side of the ball. When have I ever said that before? It's just, it's not been a thing. Aaron Rodgers is going to have it easy relying on those running backs, like you mentioned. And then I think one of those receivers is going to come out and surprise us. By the way, go ahead and make Surely. your waiver claim for Sammy Watkins right now because he'll lead the team in receiving week one and be the top pickup, and then fall off. That is a lock. Sign, seal, delivered. You're welcome. Yeah, I almost took Sammy Watkins in a couple leagues and had the same logic. I was like, well, Dobbs, I believe is how they're pronouncing it, sadly. Dobbs or Christian Watson or someone, Lazard, someone's going to pop and wind up being Rogers' go-to guy. Like, it's not going to be Sammy Watkins. There's just no way. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to Watson. Really quiet camp. Didn't hear a thing about him, but he'll get on the field second half of the year. Probably make some plays. That's what I was going to say. I think he might be a second half guy. Stash him on your bench. If he's not doing anything by week seven or eight, drop him. 
I I do think Vikings plus two forty is worth a flyer. This is going to be a top five scoring offense, and if they can figure it out on defense, they could very well win the division. I think it's possible. Yeah, it's it's definitely possible, and it kind of surprises me that they're at plus two forty because it's them or the Packers. You know, like there's not another team there that's going to be in the mix. There's just no way the Lions or Bears are. Yeah. All right, let's go NFC South. Bucks? It's got to be. I know there's questions with the offensive line, but it's Tom Brady, and are you really going to take the Saints instead of Tom Brady? I know the Saints have beat the Bucks in the regular season, blah, 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 blah. I don't care about that, man. I don't buy in to Jameis Winston and this entirely new receiving group that he's never played with before being good enough to outscore Tom Brady and the Bucks and some of these teams that they're going to have to play this season. I just don't see it. So I think the Bucks will win, but I actually do think the Saints have a real chance. Very good defense. It's just how good can Jameis be? And I have to give Brady the edge, obviously. Um, zero concern about Brady taking 10 days off or whatever. The dude operates in a different world than everyone else in the league. If he wants to go spend some time getting plastic surgery or with his family. Yeah, he, he had a facelift done, 100%. We, we don't know what he did, but it doesn't matter. He's still got an elite arm. He's got really good touchdown weapons in Evans, Julio. I know he, I guess he, he's not really a touchdown weapon, but I think he will be this year. With Atlanta, he wasn't, but he had Matt Ryan throwing him the ball. He's got a real quarterback now, so he'll score touchdowns. Yeah, um, I was a little concerned about him not having Gronk, but he's got those two guys, and then Godwin seems to be ready to roll week one. That's miraculous. And then Russell Gage, I think, is quietly going to have an awesome year. Brady recruited him himself. Zero concerns on that side of the ball other than the center spot, and they have the same core defensively that they won the Super Bowl with. So I'm on the Bucks train, but... The Saints will be a solid team, could sneak into a wild card spot. Yeah, I could see them at 10 and 7, maybe 9 and 8 if the NFC is quite a bit weaker, sneaking in. Yeah. NFC East, I'll start here. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us why you're picking Dallas and why you're excited that they're now, what, plus 170? No, I actually think Eagles plus 130 is as close to free money as it gets for these division winners free money wow wow yeah i uh this is the least excited i've been about a dallas team in a while i'm i'm very excited to watch them yes i think they can give the bucks a great game week one like they did was that last year yeah um, last year yeah could maybe even eke out the w but noah brown is their number two receiver to start the season here tyron smith elite left tackle he's already gone he usually makes mm -hmm. it at least four or five weeks before getting hurt i'm very concerned about their ability to sustain drives jerry still clamoring about we run through zeke all this stuff when my god the eye test screams tony pollard Zeke's is a dog Zeke's busy running through the club, man. How do you feel about him popping bottles with uh, the season opener only a few days away? I, I do think his fall off is like a tiny bit overblown. He played through injury all last season, but they don't have a lot of explosive players other than CD and Tony Pollard. 
and we'll see we'll see how healthy Michael Gallup is when he gets back. But the connection between him and Dak has always been more of more uh, something in theory than reality, in my opinion. Like it just never really popped quite the way I think it could, quite the way that uh the way I believe in Gallup's talent. So yeah, I'm I'm really concerned about their ability to score. I think they'll still make big plays on defense with Parsons. Diggs will probably rack up a few interceptions once again. Uh, but major question marks about them. Here's a question I have for you. Have you ever felt great about Dak's connection with any of the receivers that he's had in his tenure there? Uh, I mean, like Amari. I mean, it was always there. It's just Amari has to leave for a couple drives <laughs> a game. But whenever he does get out there, I mean, he's pretty reliable to make a big play or two. Okay. Just curious on that. But it also seemed like last year at times, he wouldn't even look the way of CeeDee Lamb. It's like you took a first round pick on this guy and you don't even realize he's on the field. Yeah, now everyone he's... proclaimed him Randy Moss 2.0 last year, and I, I didn't get it. Like, I see the talent. I understand Dallas passes a lot, but I think this year is the season for him to blow up if he's going to, because like you're saying, who the hell else is the ball going to go to? He's going to have to look CD's way. Yeah. Excited excited for CD's year. Uh, I have but... him in three fantasy leagues. Can you believe that? Wow. He just fell to me, man. Fell to me in the 20s and all of them, and I had to do it. I am also on Philly, though. I think at plus 130, it's good value. I understand if you're going to take Dallas at the plus 145 or whatever it's at. I get it. It's going to... Yeah, it's going to be one of these teams. The Giants aren't going to turn it around and win 11 games. That's just not happening. And then the Washington football team, I've got some stuff on them later um, that I'll I'll get to, but I'm going with Philly at plus 130. I just think there's a lot of talent there. The defense should be solid. I think Darius Slay should finally be healthy and really help the secondary this year if he's not traded. It sounds like things haven't really been awesome there in the first year and a half or whatever it's been, but he's still one of the most talented corners in the league. And then they've got the classic solid offensive line that's been in place with Kelsey and those guys for the last four five, six seasons. So I think they're just going to be solid. They're going to be 500 or better. And Dallas, I wouldn't be shocked if you told me they only won seven games. I don't know about seven, eight. I could see (laughs) no uh, Philly top five offensive line unit. You mentioned Slay. I think the James Bradbury addition was huge uh, on the yeah. other side. And then they just trade for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson uh, from New Orleans. The secondary was their weakness the past few seasons. They clearly got better there. They clearly got better at receiver, too. They These position groups for Philly all got better, whereas for Dallas, yeah. they all got worse. So, yep. I mean, there's only one way to look at it. I think Jalen... Actually, I know Jalen works his ass off. Like that is indisputable. I think that would translate to his ability to read the game, and he's going to have a big year this year. AJ Brown's going to open things uh, up for him in the middle of I the field, know. dude. I think Jalen Hurts MVP futures like are that's worth crazy. a sprinkle. That's, that's that's so wild to me. I think he's the weak link in that offense. If I'm being honest. Now, I think they have put enough pieces in a good enough line around him, where as the dual threat option he's going to put up numbers he's going to be a great fantasy guy now do i trust him with the ball in his hands down six points seven points trying to go get a game winning drive with a minute left no i still don't and we'll see if he kind of makes that leap this year but 
I view him as like a, a three quarter quarterback still kind of. I'm not really scared of him in the fourth quarter in a playoff game. No, it's, it's similar to the Tua situation. I still think if things don't go right for both of those guys, they might be out of a job. But That's a good comp. I like that. That's the ironically, infra- they swap jobs in college too. So <laughs> funny to yeah, make that parallel. The infrastructure is just so strong around him. Um, they they made it work down the stretch of last year, made the playoffs, believe it or not. Um, I think they get better. Um, let's go NFC West, last division here. Yeah, so I'm taking the Rams. I feel pretty good about them at plus 125. I mean, you're getting the team that just won the Super Bowl at plus money to just win their division this season. They brought everyone back and then some. They got even better on defense, and I don't know how they managed to do it. It seems like they have just created their own salary cap where every season they managed to extend guys and then still bring in new talent. So I think they're going to be the exact same defense, maybe even a little bit better. And then on offense, a few things have changed at receiver, but you have Allen Robinson coming in, Robert Woods, who didn't even play in the playoffs because he was hurt, who is now in Tennessee. And Odell is not on the team currently, but I've heard he still has his locker there. And as soon as they get word that everything's looking good on the rehab from his injury, he's going to be signed and back on the team. So sounds like they're going to have the same receiving core, except adding Allen Robinson to that group. Everything's the same on defense, as long as Matt Stafford's L bow and shoulder hold up i like the rams to win this division yeah so they seem like the layup pick but i'm rocking with why, the 49ers why do you want it the 49ers yeah i knew you were gonna do that tell me why <laughs> so the 49ers are plus 165 made the a- nfc championship game last year um right yeah they did um, yeah they beat the packers and went yeah i believe in kyle shanahan He's proven he's going to put an effective offense out there. And you know, I own all the stock on Trey Lance in the world. I am a whale in terms of Trey Lance stock. So they showed that they believed in him. And if things do go awry, well, Jimmy Garoppolo has been to a Super Bowl, been to an NFC Championship game a year ago. Everything's there for them to get right back where they were. And the defense is going to be stellar once again. D'Amico Ryans will yeah, be a head the coach. The defense will be good. The defense will be good. D'Amico will be a head coach going into next season. Um, I just feel great about them. And Brandon Ayuk's in for a massive season. They brought Debo back, uh, mended things with him. And then running the ball, I mean, they're going to be the best run game in the league. No doubt about it, especially with Trey Lance using his legs. Uh, Best run game in the league. Yes. Really? Yeah. You want to give me odds on that? I'll gladly take you up on it. <laughs> What's the measure? Uh, most yards ran for on the season. Hmm. Well, I could go into that. Well, most total rushing yards on the season. I don't know. What would you describe it as? Best rushing team in the league. Just effectiveness, success rate, big plays. Well, how, how are we going to measure that? Exactly. Oh, you're coward. <laughs> Taking the coward's <laughs> way out. No, I'm I'm big time in on this team. I like the Traverius Ward pickup. They got Bosa, who is half human, half machine. Um, Kinlaw. Yeah, Kinlaw and Armstead on the defensive line still. Uh, yeah, I'm all in. All right. Any other uh, teams that you think are worth a mention in any of these divisions? I got a couple. Just throw them out real quick. 
uh, AFC North, I think Pittsburgh at plus 950 is worth looking at. I mean, it's Pittsburgh. This team is always 500 or better. It's Mike Tomlin. In theory, they just upgraded a QB. And then, no, that was it. That was all I had. Only no. So, yeah. You got anything? I mean, a lot of people like the AFC West. I really think it's it's just a two-horse race. Um, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about Russell Wilson. I think they'll be good. They'll be good just because they have a pretty solid defense. They have weapons on offense. I mean, you've got Javante Williams, you have Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, a pretty young core that are ready for a more sustainable offense where they can actually eat. And then I just think about the upgrade there, how competitive Denver's been the last few years. And then I look at the division and I'm serious. I think all four of them could make the playoffs. All four. Yeah, it's possible. Like Denver's not going to be worse than nine and eight. They're not. They're going to win at least nine games. All right. I mean, I don't have anything to add on that division. Like, I just got to see it play out. Yeah. Raiders are going to be good. They'll be fun to watch. I think people are sleeping on them a little bit. But okay, let's go ahead and transition over to our Super Bowl winner and then AFC and NFC winners. Start us off here. Who do you have coming out of the AFC? Who do you have coming out of the NFC? And then ultimately, who wins the Super Bowl? All right. How about a rematch of a couple years ago? Chiefs, Niners, Super Bowl, chalk it up. And I've got the Chiefs winning it at 10 to 1 odds. All right. Well, I have them beating another team in their division in the Rams. Rams. I yeah. think they very well could get back. The NFC is weak. Aside from the Rams, I don't know who you could make an incredible argument for. I get the upside with the Niners and Trey Lance and the odds that they're at. That definitely makes sense. But I mean, who else in the NFC do you really feel great about? Like the Packers? Yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. And then Tampa Bay? Yeah, it's Tom Brady. But I feel like both of those teams have a lot more questions this year than they have the last few seasons. Yeah, and that, that's, I mean, that's the whole reasoning with the 49ers. I look at Green Bay. I I do worry about the Devontae Adams loss. Um, Minnesota, Kirk Cousins in prime time. Come on now. He didn't go into the Super Bowl. Yeah, they <laughs> might make the playoffs, but he's not going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Saints, I think, have a good enough roster to do it. But can I trust Jameis with the football? I don't know. And then I already told you why Dallas isn't as good as they were a year ago. Philly, at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts is still the quarterback. Not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So give me San Francisco. Like I said, if everything goes right with Trey Lance, I don't see any reason why they couldn't make it. And if they have to bench him, they're going to go to Jimmy, who knows how to move the sticks. And the defense is still really strong, led by Fred Warner. Yeah. I really do think there's a, a strong chance someone out of the NFC West wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, goes to the Super Bowl, I should say, wins the NFC. I think the Chiefs will beat whoever they run into. And in a, a crazy weird way, man, I feel pretty good that the Chiefs are going to be the best team in the AFC. Like, I would be shocked. I mean, absolutely shitting my pants, shocked if they don't win 12 games. Wow. I mean, you just said four teams could make the playoffs out of their division. They would have to lose a few games for that to happen. Sure, but I still think they're the best team in the division. They could drop three games within their division, and I still think they're going to finish as the best team. Okay. Yeah, and to be honest, I think the the Bills are going to be awesome. I just didn't want to pick them. Plus, Chiefs are plus Chiefs are five to one to win the conference. 
Yeah, I'm on the AFC. Yeah, Niners are plus 750 to win the NFC. And then Super Bowl odds, Chiefs at 10 to 1. Come on now. That's Agreed. Stupid. Agreed. And then Rams out of the NFC, they're at 5 to 1 as well. So, I mean, this this is the team that just won the Super Bowl and got better. And then the Chiefs, they're coming off a down year where they were a few plays away from being in the Super Bowl. And it was the worst season that they've had in three years. So I don't understand how you can't think that this team won't bounce back when they got better on both sides of the ball as well. Any other notes on Super Bowl, AFC, or NFC winners? Yeah, I, I obviously do like the Rams, but I do believe some of the Sean McVay burnout stuff. I think the hangover might be real. Um I just worry about his ability to rebound and get back there after, you know, they were really close to losing in the playoffs last year against Tampa, against San Francisco. So I don't know. I just have this weird feeling about them. They were so reliant on Cooper Cup to uh, to move the sticks. And I do think that Allen Robinson helps, but the run game isn't quite what it was uh, with Todd Gurley. The offensive line isn't amazing. I think everything had to go right for them. And I just don't feel as confident in that happening this year. Well, I think a lot of things did have to go right for them, but also it just comes down to how much talent they have. You do have a guy like Cooper Cup that you can just chuck it up to when you've got it. Like in the Super Bowl, when Odell had gone out, there's no Robert Woods. I think Higby was injured at one point too. Everyone knew the ball was going to Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford still got him the ball and he caught it and he scored a lot. So like... I, I just think that they're going to be really good no matter what. And then defensively, when you have that much talent, when you have multiple guys that you can make an argument for defensive player of the year for, you're going to win a lot of games, you know? And in a crappy conference, just give me the Rams. Too much talent. All right, let's go MVP. Yeah. Where are you going? You going one, with Mahomes one here? Last, oh, of course. But one last note before I give you my <laughs> Mahomes logic. Cincinnati at 22-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I don't know. I, I think that they were also a little little fortunate and uh happened to just be victim of circumstance where things did go right for them to get to the super bowl similar to the rams still 22 to 1 you know come on gotta show them a little bit of love yeah on the mvp case though with mahomes at eight to one i think if you're confident in the chiefs and you really do believe in them and you believe that that offense will look a lot different and confuse some defenses why not take him at eight to one if they do win 13, 14 games and he manages to rack up a considerable amount of yards and TDs, he's going to be up there. And I think part of the reason that he could win it is just because it won't be Tom Brady again this year. There's no way he's going to put up the numbers he has the last couple of years. It's not going to be Cooper Cup. We saw last year that they're not yep. going to give it to a wide receiver, even if they have the best year ever. And running back wise, I don't think Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry would have a massive enough season to win it or Taylor would have been in contention last year. So it's a quarterback award. It's got to be Mahomes, Herbert, Russell Wilson. If you think the Broncos are going to have a massive year and that whole Russ narrative can just get pumped everywhere or who else you know what I mean like who else I don't think Lance is going to put up big enough numbers in his first season I don't think Lamar is going to win another one I think the fact that he's already won one in voters minds they might be like ah do we really want to give Lamar another I don't know whereas Mahomes is still kind of the golden boy of the NFL and frankly it would be great for the NFL as a whole for him to get another and to jump back into that kind of lead LeBron James look at me I'm the face of the league <laughs> you know like it would be good for the NFL if he was back in that situation yeah, I I do like him uh, eight to one. Josh Allen is seven to one. Got to throw it out yeah. there. 
But yeah, he's in that quarterback group. I forgot to mention him. My pick, give me Joe Burrow, 12-1. to 1. I think he goes nuclear this year. 34 touchdowns to 14 picks last year, and they started the season running the ball way more than we expected. Their pass rate over expectation was towards the bottom of the league. Why? They didn't trust the offensive line. They wanted to baby Joe Burrow into the season. This year, he's going to cut it loose. There's no questions about Jamar Chase's ability or T. Higgins' ability. Those two guys had almost identical numbers down the stretch of last year. I think they light it up. And like I said, I, I think they're going to win the division. If that happens, you know, they win 12 to 13 games. Burrow goes for 40-plus touchdowns. He's going to be right there in the mix. And then, like you mentioned, the quarterback competition in the AFC West is going to be tough. Whoever wins the division is probably going to have the best chance to win MVP between Herbert, Russ, Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, they, they could cannibalize themselves a little bit. And so that's why I'll go Burrow a little bit better odds at 12 to 1. I think the narrative that comes with it, though, of, oh, this guy was the best QB in the most loaded division ever. Look at these numbers he put up against the other best teams in football. I get what you're saying, and I understand that it's kind of like a hedge against the AFC West a little bit to go Burrow, but I think it just adds to the narrative. Even more reason to give it to a Mahomes or a Russell Wilson or Justin <laughs> Herbert. Yeah, no, I, I think the narrative for Mahomes could be, I mean, even more strong because of no Tyreek. That will be flowing all season long. Oh, look what he's doing without Tyreek Hill. Exactly. That takes away the narrative of, is Mahomes really even that good? Is he a product of Andy Reid and the weapons around him? Like, that whole spiel can be shot You're saying down. that anyway. I've heard it, man. I've heard it. Wow. All right. A few more here. Let's go Offensive Rookie of the Year. This one, I thought the odds were pretty ludicrous, if I'm being frank. I mean, there's really? two running backs that I think will have pretty big roles. One of them, I think will have a huge role early in the year and he's going to be on a bad team. That's Damian Pierce. I think he is going to rack up numbers that are just by default going to put him in the rookie of the year conversation. Now, I think that people will say, oh, well, Houston only won five or six games. You know, how, how good was he really? Were those numbers garbage time? Yada, yada, yada. And so my other guy here, he's on a good team. I think he's going to have a smaller role to start the season. But James Cook at 20 to 1, I think if he has a big second half and Buffalo is winning a bunch of games, they're still one of the Super Bowl favorites. People could point to him and say, look at how big of a role he's had in this offense. He finally stepped up as the RB1. They haven't had one forever. He took the job from Singletary and Zach Moss. He scored 10 touchdowns, rushed for 1,100 yards, and also caught 30 balls for 280 receiving yards. Like I think that could be enough to get him rookie of the year. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on Damian Pierce. Think he'll put up counting stats. Um, Kenny Pickett, nine to one. He has the most. It's easiest to envision a world where he wins it because he gets the job early on in the season, and then they make the playoffs. If that yeah, were to happen, I don't think that's enough. So what? He he starts oh, ten games. The playoffs. I think in the AFC. I think that's a really good story, and that could win you offensive rookie of the year. For sure. I disagree. I don't think the numbers would be there. I mean, it's not my pick. I'm just laying out a case. Um, Pickens, I'm kind of buying the hype on him, but he's got some yeah. competition there. And like, 
you don't think Pickett's going to put up good numbers. I don't think Trubisky's going to put up that big of a, big of numbers. Oh, I, I didn't say that. I mean, I think Pickett could play 10 games and put up astronomical numbers, but if the defense is what has kept them in playoff contention and they were already decent, I, I don't know. I just think you need to play at least like three quarters of the season to win an award like Rookie of the Year. All that said, my pick is Chris Olave, 11-1. to 1. <laughs> This is, look at the board here. How many of these guys are on the field from the jump with a quarterback that likes to sling it? Chris Olave could easily get eight-plus touchdowns this year because he's out there from day one. I like Jameis throwing to him more than I like Mariota throwing to Drake London, more than I like Tannehill throwing to Traylon Burks. Um, Romeo Dobbs is 14-1, to but he might not even be on the field this year. We really don't yeah. know. Yeah, and then you don't know what with Dobbs at all Brees Hall you got to mention his name but he was I mean he was objectively terrible in the preseason his numbers are awful Michael Carter is number one in the depth chart to start the year now I think it could be a little bit similar to James Cook where he comes on super strong the second half of the year but the difference between Brees Hall and James Cook is James Cook plays for the Super Bowl favorite team and Brees Hall plays on one of the favorites to have the worst record this year so I think that also factors in a little bit yeah um, couple other names just to kind of go through the exercise. Sky Moore, yeah, he's got a chance. I think it will be a, a late season for him, though. Um, Ken Walker, Seahawks are going to stink. Jameson Williams coming off injury. Jalen Walker Tolbert, also, Walker might miss time to start the year. Yeah, there's just not a lot of guys you can see it playing out for. Right. Exactly. That's why I like the running backs, because I know they're going to get a lot of time. And I mean, with James Cook at 20 to one, he might be the starting running back on one of the best teams in football as a rookie with an opportunity to put up really big numbers down the stretch of the season. That's got to at least earn you like, you know, a $10 flyer on him or something. Right. Yeah. Well, we just we got to see how how much they use him. I'm worried it's not going to be much tomorrow. (laughs) I think it will be a little bit slow to start the season, but I'm looking long term. And as long as he's getting something, you know, at least get you like 10 carries for 42 yards and catch a ball or two in these early, you know, first three, four games. then I think it'll ramp up. I think he's going to win that job. But like you're saying, man, there's just not a lot of options. You know, Traylon Burks, I could see it being a situation a little bit like not quite to the level, but like Jamar Chase. Remember everyone? Well, he can't see the football. He's saying there's, you know, the white stripes in college. And that's how he was able to like just stupid stuff. And everyone's like, oh, well, Burks had not looked good in camp. He's a little bit out of weight. I mean, I I don't know. He might end up being the number one there pretty quick, especially if Robert Woods isn't the guy that he was pre-injury. So. This is, in theory, a potential playoff team that's in need of a number one receiver. They took him in the first round. 14 to 1 looks kind of nice there. Yeah, I, I legit like him and Olave the best. Um, Pickens also has a chance. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Whole thing with Burks, though, is lack of competition on a on a decent team. So, hey, checks out. Right. Okay. Let's hit our win totals real quick. Give me give me one that you like. You think the team's going to hit the over on it. I love the Steelers over seven and a half wins. And it's crazy because the juice is on the under. The over is only minus 105 here. And with the Steelers, 
Mike Tomlin does not go below 500. It does not happen. This team potentially going 7-10, and 10, that's just asinine. It's asinine. The defense is still going to be solid. I know they got banged up last year and they weren't quite as good as the usual Steelers defense, but they were still in a lot of games down the stretch with Big Ben who couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards. And so, I mean, they almost made the freaking playoffs. There was a scenario going into the last week where they could have got in and they were terrible terrible and so now you actually have a quarterback who at the very least can get outside the pocket run a little bit of play action make some things happen sure you lose juju he wasn't healthy last year you bring in a guy in pickens that sounds like he's pushing the other wide receivers to step their game up he's going to get snaps he's going to have an impact you have Najee harris there who's coming into his own the offensive line should be a little bit better this year i don't get why people are so down on pittsburgh when they still almost made the playoffs last year and in theory got better this year and if mitch trubisky isn't good just put pick it in you have two options did they not make the playoffs last year? Did, I thought they got smoked by Kansas City. Did they? Pretty no, sure they didn't. They, did. they didn't, because remember Big Ben's last game in the regular? Wait, because they thought it was his last game, and then he had another? Because they, no. It was a tie. I think it was because of the tie. They got in, and then got smoked. I was just thinking of him getting smoked by Cleveland two years ago in the playoffs and thought that that was the last time they got in. Or was that Let's three years ago? Wait, some fact checking here. Yeah, 42 21 over the Steelers. <laughs> okay, I stand corrected. They made the freaking playoffs last year. <laughs> the seven, seven and a half wins should be free money. Like, if I was a billionaire, I think I would put like a quarter of my net worth on the Steelers over seven and a half wins. Well, they play the AFC East. We both like Buffalo and Miami there. I think the Patriots could stink. Uh, the Jets could, the Jets could stink. It's Joe Flacco the first four weeks. And they don't... I don't really think they like Zach Wilson. They also play the NFC South. So, don't know how high you are on the Falcons or Panthers. Uh, Not very. But both, both pretty beatable there. So, yeah, there's some games out there for them. Uh, I, I'm not... I believe in Tomlin, so I'll ride with you there. All right, who do you have? All right, Hard Knocks hype. Give me the Lions over six and a half. Okay. I think they could easily split with both Minnesota and Green Bay. And I'm just buying it, man. I, I think the offensive line is really good. Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl. They added some weapons for him, and DJ Chark and Jameson Williams will come back, not to mention Hawkinson and two solid running backs. Um, I'm buying it. I think they're going to be competitive as hell. They play the NFC East. That could easily be two to three wins. Might lose to Philly week one. We'll see. They also play Seattle, the Jets, the Bears twice the Jags, and the Patriots. There's a lot of winnable games for them, and they probably will surprise someone and a couple others. I like that. What's it at, though? Is it like minus 150 on the over? I know people got to be hitting that over after watching Hard Knocks. <laughs> Which I still haven't seen an episode of. God, you got to get on that. Like I, I have weekend. not had time. Minus 125. Minus 125. Okay, that's actually pretty good value then. Well, I, I would do if I were you. Wake up at about 7 a.m. on Sunday, 
and just binge watch all of Hard Knocks going into week one, and you'll be ready to run through a brick wall by the time kickoff happens. That's not a bad idea. Still need to catch up on Thrones and Industry, though. So, Oh, should I watch Industry? I've thought about it. I love it. Um, but that's kind of the, no pun intended, the industry you're you're almost in. Though, no, you know? no. It's it's investment banking. I don't think it's as, it's not that realistic. Uh, but it's wild. It is, I mean, euphoria is crazy. This is also pretty wild. You're going to see a lot of stuff you're not expecting to see. Chris Long said it's like a mix of euphoria and succession. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Brian Russell's response was, oh, I don't know if I want to watch that, actually, Chris. You're not really selling me on it. <laughs> no, uh, I've I've been watching since last season, whenever it first came out. Great show. All very right, well, very about intense. Five, about five times over the long weekend, I sat on it, looked at episode one, and almost hit play, and then talked myself out of it. Yasmin, that is my girl. Yes, man. All right. Maybe yeah. I start it tonight after I edit the pod, <laughs> get a little more work done. Let's get back to the win totals here. So you like Detroit. I like the Steelers. One that I do not like, one that I would be taking the under on in theory, Washington at eight and a half. Whoa. I don't think any chance that this team goes 500 or better. I just don't see it. I mean, when you talk about Carson Wentz and how that ended in Indianapolis, and I've been a Wentz truther, man. I've tried to stay in the guy's corner. And even if he's decent this year, do they have the team around him and the coaching staff to get in the playoffs or go above 500? I don't think so. I think there's a lot of questions. The Brian Robinson thing is just unfortunate. It sounded like he was going to be the running back to start the year. They don't trust Antonio Gibson. They don't have a great room of receivers. I mean, you have McLaurin, who's pretty good. And aside from that, I don't really know what you think is going to happen. Sounds like Jahan Dotson is getting a little bit of hype. Uh, You have Curtis Samuel back for the three games. He'll be healthy before he goes out with a hammy or whatever it is this year. So I don't really see it with Washington. It also sounds like Chase Young has had another setback with his recovery. So I'm not sure what there is to like with the commanders this season. It is right now juiced on the under pretty heavy around like minus 150, but I think it's worth taking. All right. Yeah, I know. I'm with you there. I don't believe in Wentz whatsoever. I want to buy some stock in Jahan Dotson, but I don't think Wentz is going to be able to get, How's he the, ball get the ball consistently. Yeah. yeah, so I'm with you. Um, side note, Brian Robinson is tied for second best odds for comeback player of the year. I did How not know. I didn't know rookies were eligible, but I get it. It's a it's a terrible story. Um, I'm really rooting for the guy waited so long to get the job at Bama and seemed like yeah. he won the starting job. Like very cool story. Um, shout out Should Brian be back by week five or six though. If all goes well. Yeah. Off crutches. Swelling's gone down quite a bit. All right. My fade. How about the bears under four and a half? I don't have four a lot of, half. that's a low number. I don't have much wiggle room here. But I think this team is going to be the disaster of the league. They have tried to tear the whole roster apart and make it as hard as possible for Justin Fields to win. I don't know what they're doing. I think it's malpractice to give a second-year quarterback that little to work with. Offensive Agreed. line stinks. Um, Darnell Mooney, you know, good player. 
think he could have some fantasy value this year. But yeah, but he's not a number one receiver on a good team. Like he's a he's a right. number two at best. And I like the guy, but like, what are we doing? Yeah, Fields is going to be throwing him jump balls all season. I, I just don't see how they're going to move the ball. And you got Roquan Smith who won it out of there. He's their best player on defense. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely and Tevin Jenkins, who they took in the second round, offensive lineman from Oklahoma State, guard. a couple years ago. Yeah, and they're trying to trade him. He's on the trade block, so nothing sounds like it's going well on the offensive side there, or on the defensive side for that matter. And I do think they'll be a little bit better addition by subtraction. They don't have Matt Nagy there anymore, but still, they just don't have the talent to win games. And they're not. I mean, they're I'm actively at, trying to lose games. I'm looking at worst regular season record, and I think the Bears have to be the front runner. They're at plus 650. The Texans, the Falcons, and then, um, yeah, Texans and Falcons have lower odds, and then Seahawks are at plus 650 as well. So I think that uh, the Bears have quite a bit of value here, and the only way that they do win six or seven games is if they run fields into the ground on a lot of read options, and I just don't see them trying to get him out of the pocket a ton and running a ton of bootlegs options and things like that because you got to protect this guy. This was your first-round draft pick. By a different GM who has no stock in him and wants to lose. I mean, they could easily move on from him, take Bryce Young or CJ Stroud next year. Like, just look at the roster. I can, I've heard of five starters on the defense, one being Jaquan Brisker. Like, come on now. It is, it is disgusting. <laughs> They're going to stink. Interesting. Four and a half, man. I don't know if I could pull the trigger on that, but I think worst record at plus 650, I could feel good about that. Their, th- their third receiver is Velas Jones, the 25-year-old rookie. You know their second uh, he receiver? He might end up being decent. Byron Pringle. It's, yeah, I was going to say it's Pringle, but I don't know if he's healthy for week one. <laughs> it's Yeah. Fade the Bears. Don't watch them. I'm, I'm going to have to watch them week one when they play Trey Lance and the Niners. But after that, I won't tune into them once all year. Unless they're playing the Lions. Okay. Okay. You're fading the Bears. I'm fading Washington. Let's wrap it up here with one other bet we like and then give our uh, our bankroll builder or our big swinging picks as you will tease it later. We'll <laughs> give our pick for the week. One bet that I like here, the Cardinals to have a winning record at minus 110. Everyone's down wow. on Kyler, down minus on Cliff. They think they're going to suck. This team had the best record in the NFL for the majority of the season, and it's not like they lost a ton of guys. Oh, Hopkins is suspended the first six weeks. It's six freaking weeks. He's going to play the other 11 games. Like, what are people freaking out about? They still have Rondell Moore. They still have Zach Hurts. They bring in Hollywood Brown, which I get it. You probably should have taken a receiver in the first round instead of trading for a guy that's about to be off his rookie deal and you're going to have to pay him. But whatever. He's still talented. He's got a good relationship with Kyler. They play together in college, so the offense is going to be good. I think Kyler will be fine. The guy is going to take a step up. I don't think he's a quitter. I don't think he's going to fold and just stop watching film because of the whole offseason storyline. He's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder. He's going to get better. Same for Cliff. And I think the defense, yeah, they're a little bit old. They're not going to be the best in the league, but they're going to be good enough 
where Arizona will be in a lot of games. And I still think that offense with Kyler is explosive enough to score a shit ton of points and win a lot of games. They were in the best freaking division in football last year and one of the best teams in the league. They just didn't peak at the right time. So I think if they're healthy for the majority of the season and guys like maybe you get J.J. Watt for 10 games instead of like six this year, you know, maybe you stay a little bit healthier on that side of the ball. Buda Baker has a big season. I think they're going to be good, man. I think they're going to win 10, maybe 11 games. I just think the Rams will be better in that division. And the Niners. Um, I don't Ah, agree. I don't agree. I could see eight wins. Winning record. Miss me on that. But hey, crazy, your money, crazy. Everyone's <laughs> been down on them the last few seasons and they have smashed their win total over smashed it last year. I think it was at seven and a half, maybe eight and a half. It hit because they didn't lose a game until like week 11. Yeah. That'd All be right. Good. Let me give you a Homer bet to close it out here. How about right. Micah Parsons to lead the league in sacks? At 20 to 1. So, yeah, he's going up against TJ Watt, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa. But talent wise, he can clearly do it. And I think. How many did he have last year? Let me get that number in front of me. It was in the team. I feel like it was like 13. Yeah, 13. Oh, wow. I was thinking it was like 10 and a half. 13, AP, Defensive Rookie of the Year, All-Pro as a Rook. Randy Gregory went to the Broncos, and they signed Anthony Barr to play linebacker or to help out at the linebacker spot to free up Parsons to rush the quarterback more often. That is where he is best utilized. And I think if you can put him in tank getting after the quarterback on as many, posi- on as many snaps as possible, your defense is going to make some huge plays. I think Parsons is just a different breed. One of one, four, three, nine speed off the edge. 20 to one, 20 to one odds. I think that's worth a little sprinkle. I don't hate that. I could see it happening. All right. Are we ready for big swinging picks here? Yep. So what we're going to do here, we are retiring bankroll builders for now. We are implementing big swinging picks. We're giving you guys one pick every week. We'll keep track of our bankroll as we do it. It could be a parlay. It could be a teaser. It could be a player prop, whatever. Just one pick that we feel is a stone cold lock every week. Jackson, what's your big swinging pick for week one? All right, so I was having a little conversation today at work. My boss is a big Bears fan, and he was trying to trying to bet me an eyebrow that the bears were not only going to cover week one, but win against the Niners. And I was like, I will shake your hand right now. And he was like, all right, let me, let me think on it. And I'll get back to you tomorrow before the season officially starts. But I have a six point tease. I have the Ravens and the Niners and it's at minus minus one twenty. All they need to do is both win for this to hit. Ravens, Niners, Moneyline Parlay. Ravens are against the Jets. Well, I could do money line parlay, but I've got um, a six point teaser here. So oh. six and a half in the Niners game. I believe six and a half was the last that I saw in the Jets and Ravens spread as well. So half a point to either of them. All they got to do is win. 
I mean, it's the Ravens versus Joe Flacco and the Jets. Sure, maybe you could pump the Joe Flacco revenge game narrative. They're not going to win. It's not going to happen. Unless Lamar holds out and they have to start Huntley, that is the only way in hell I can see the Jets winning that game. And then with the Niners over the Bears, I mean, we've we've talked about it enough. I get it's week one and crazy stuff can happen, but the Bears are not winning that game. Yep. All right, I like it. My What do you got? My big swing and pick for week one. You better listen to, to this before tomorrow night. Gabe Davis to score a touchdown anytime plus 160. This is the lock of the year. Take out a second mortgage. He scores a whoa, touchdown whoa, tomorrow night. Whoa, whoa. That is, that is a bold claim, my friend. It's going to happen, bold man. Jalen Ramsey on digs. Freeing up our boy Gabe Davis. Picking up right where he left off. 200 yards for a touchdown game against the Chiefs. He gets into the end zone tomorrow night. It's going to be a shootout, brother. Any other predictions for tomorrow? I guess, who do you like? You want to pick against the spread or pick to win? The game is played in LA, and the Rams are a two and a half point dog, which is pretty crazy. I will take the Rams. Spread or By to two. win? Or both? No, give me, the, give me the Bills to cover the two and a half. Rams to win the game. No, 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 no. Rams are dogs. Oh, oh, they're dogs. Okay, yeah. Give me Rams plus two and a half. Home dogs coming off a Super Bowl win when you brought the whole team back. How crazy is that? Yeah, no, the Super Bowl the Super Bowl winner always wins this game. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, I guess Tampa Bay beat uh beat Dallas last year. Chiefs played the Texans a few years ago. Uh, well, that's an automatic win just because you're playing the Texans, but ah, uh, you know, they had to show a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Let's see. All right, so we're both on the Rams. I think they're being disrespected, and the the Bills hype is just too much, man. They're not going to win 15 games and just pound everybody week in, week out. It's not going to happen. Let's see here. Chiefs won, Bucks won. Uh, Packers didn't win the Super Bowl in 18. Okay, Eagles beat the Falcons. But, okay, the last time... <laughs> the last time the Super Bowl winner didn't win was 2017, Chiefs 42-27 at New England. Interesting. The Super Bowl winner always play on Thursday night? I think they've been trying to do that as of late. Huh. Good call for ratings. Makes sense. Start the season off with a bang. All right, well, we're riding with the Rams. That seems like uh, just a clear and obvious pick. We should have made that our uh, our big swinging pick for week one. <laughs> Gabe Davis will find the end zone. There, I'm starting him. Par, parlay it up. Parlay it up. Go get on FanDuel. Starting him with confidence this week in fantasy. You, hey, you can actually do that now in Kansas. You could get on FanDuel and you could parlay him to score a touchdown anytime with the Rams money line. And that's probably going to have a pretty fat payout at like five to one. That is that is true. It is now legal in the state of Kansas. Just look into it, man. Look into it. And if the odds are great, shoot me a text. Let me see here. Ten dollars same game parlay pays out forty nine twenty. That's pretty good. I said five to one. That's pretty good. I've never gambled before, but that was just my best guess. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's get out of here. Let's watch some football tomorrow night and this weekend. Best of luck on your bets. Best of luck in your fantasy matchups. Start Gabe Davis with confidence. Start Amon Ross St. Brown. 
with confidence. And one other rule, never start your flex on Thursday. Put them in the wide receiver two slot or the running back two slot. That's a good tip. Give yourself some flexibility, no pun intended, for Sunday. Y'all waited an hour nine to hear that little tidbit there, but you got it. All right. We'll be back next week. Give us a five-star rating if you'd be so kind. We'll talk to you then. Peace.